for over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Brabble. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison to prior classic burgers. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? <laughs> oh, my creaky bones. Oh. Oh, I didn't do my yoga this morning. Oh, yeah. How often so do I'm you feeling yoga? off. Yeah, about once every fucking 29 years. But this is just. just <laughs> I missed it. I missed the boat, you know? Yeah. I was supposed to do it yesterday to be the first time, and I didn't do it. <laughs> All right. We're good to go? All right. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. And then we got this guy. He's like doing some weird stretches over here to my left. He, uh, oh, and then like we placed stretch. my penis on my forehead. I'm doing yoga. Penis yoga. Oh, I can touch. What I love is my favorite move. It's called making the letter A. And what you do is you bend mm-hmm. only over to your hard penis. Well, you are hard. you have to be hard to make the cross section for the A. Well, how do you and bend you it? And you touch your forehead to the tip of your hard penis. Oh, I see. You bend yeah. yourself forward. So it's a huge. And then you shoot your arms out. Yeah, yeah. Because I got a middle section of my back because I'm half centipede. Interesting. It's not true, man. <laughs> no, it's that's not a, that's true. A, that's it was a, lie. a character. It was a dumb character to begin with, <laughs> and it didn't pan out to a better character to end with. I like penis yoga, Henry Zabrowski. I'm fine with him. You know, yeah. we all got to sweat. We all got to work out. Mo- yeah, ma- I mainly don't. your penis. No. You know? Definitely not. I'm mildly disappointed. You're not happy with it, Marcus? <laughs> penis yoga, Henry Zabrowski? <laughs> what am so I going to do? I mean, you, you know, can... it comes down to it, you know, we're all spitting out fucking gold. Oh, yeah, 24/7. constantly. 24-7. Sometimes it's just not going to be that. Can't right. all be detective popcorns, all right? I That's got that right. in my pocket. That's Sometimes right. it'll be fool's gold. He actually does have popcorn in his pocket, which is kind of sad. <laughs> is oh, it's all flat good. and wet for my yeah. butt sweat. <laughs> Yay! You need a pretty large donk, though, to make the A. They actually make the ice. Oh, so yeah, no, not idea. my snub nose fucking member I've got going on here. My <laughs> Polish, <laughs> Scottish fucking gnarled knot I got down yeah. underneath. So, if, yeah, if your penis was a gun, you're, you're describing it as a snub nose. That's why I have my collection of many toys. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with a Colt 45, and I'm going to give you, Marcus, an AK 47. Hey, thank you, not sir. Not bad. So, well, it's 100 episodes. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. Yeah. The Tick Attack Parade is begun. I remember back in my day. When you called an appetizer an appy, 
And it was okay for everybody to hate the Japanese. Oh, yeah, that was about 100 episodes. Actually, I think that was about three episodes ago, if I remember correctly, (laughs) but that's kind of interesting. So what we've decided to do for our our centennial is begin a new round of uh, special episodes we'll do called the Big Hitters. Big Hitters, the Babe Ruths of Murder and Macabre. Baseball sound effect like a... That's a good one, Marcus. I'm like, hey! Yeah, hit my wife in the face with the baseball. Something like that. That is great. Perfect. See, who says we can't paint a picture? <laughs> you know what? No one says that. So we're going to go through our like the some of the bigger names in serial killer That's history right. that and we haven't covered, uh, mainly because of either own personal bitterness sure. or because of, you know, we just never got there. And today's the public enemy number one. That's right. The guy was- who invented the modern idea of the serial killer. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were speaking about penises earlier. The lady killer himself, it's Ted Ted Bundy. Bundy. Theodore. (laughs) Theodore Bundy. It's crazy, it really does. Wild, even. So handsome. I want to get to the chorus. Here we go. Just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy. I could hear him oh playing this song. I could see him playing this song in, in the uh, in the car while he uh, this is how we got the girls kidnaps the a random victim. Because he like yeah. roll up playing it. It's like, is that Shawn Michaels? That's he's amazing. Like, uh, just me, old, funny, friendly Ted. That's right. And man, he was handsome. God, he, he was, was a handsome devil. He was a charming man, a very Fuck intelligent him. guy, and to some degree, uh, yeah, well, a young you know, Republican. That's the thing about him, uh, Ted Bundy. The women that he killed. I don't necessarily have the most amount of sympathy for the victims simply because those were women that would never even remotely come close to looking at guys like us. And uh, they would walk past hey, us. Hey, speak and, for yourself, man. <laughs> no, I'll speak for all three of us. I'm fairly certain I know what I'm saying here. And they would snub their nose at us, and they would say something rude. Oh, hey, tall guy. Hey, fat guy. Hey, weird boy playing with bones. <laughs> okay, you make a point on that one. Yeah, so you got to even the playing ground. Sometimes you can get out there, and you got to make it even, which is why we're funny. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Well, we're, we're forced into it. You know, Forced into it. So of course, Ted Bundy. Where do we want to start uh, when it comes to the uh, the massacres? Well, that we got to get back Bundy... in the way, way, way back machine and go That's back right. to Ted Bundy was just a, 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 a swaddling babe yep. in, a, in a manger mm-hmm. somewhere deep in Bethlehem. Well, somewhere. Oh, are in... you saying he was Jesus? Ah, <laughs> uh, one star shone in the sky, and three just just dirty desert men mm, yes. just crawled through the sand. They brought a tiny Arab boy incense. Ah, frankincense. Well, it wasn't then, so much Bethlehem as it was the Elizabeth Lund uh, Home for Unwed Mothers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you could make an argument then that perhaps he was a golden child, somebody born, uh, you know, without a father, much like Jesus. I uh, mean, there is uh, much. Jesus spec- had a dad, there is much speculation that his father was, in fact, his maternal grandfather. See, that well, is isn't a, that, that something? That is a fakery. <laughs> That's a fakery of a mockishism. His mother should have gone with that virgin birth line. It certainly well, worked for Mary. Grandpa's out there. He's whittling the prettiest horse for your birthday. Looking yeah. great. You know what I mean? You look Absolutely. out there. He's got those fine overalls. He doesn't need to wear a shirt. Small he's trickle. making a letter A out in the field. You oh, know what I'm saying? I see. Well, Definitely. mostly he was out in the 
field screaming about how much he hated the blacks, the Italians, the Catholics, and the Jews. Well, because Be- they were liberated, he had to go out in the field and work. You know, I'm <laughs> sure he was just like, I remember a time. The field is where you can express all of your most controversial opinions. Yes, controversial. You can just indeed. yell at you know, you yell at corn and stuff. Yeah, that corn ain't talking. And then he'd go inside, beat his wife and the family dog, and then go out in the neighborhood, uh, in the neighborhood, grab some cats by the tails, and then swing them around his head. And then grab uh, his daughter and make some serial killer eggs. And Crazy Man Bundy's at it again. Hey, kids, come on out of here and look at the game. Well, this he would a Bundy. actually speak aloud to unseen presences as well. This was not a Bundy, no. This was a cowl. He was born uh, t- t- Tedward. Is it Tedward? <laughs> Tedward or Cowl. Yeah. Um, and then he wasn't later on until he was adopted by a man named James Bundy. No, Johnny Culpepper Bundy. Johnny Culpepper Bundy. Oh, yes, Johnny Culpepper Bundy. Bundy, the yeah. greatest of all the Bundys. Yeah, he was a hospital cook. Oh, oh yeah. No, and they kind of had like a nice relationship. So if you wanted to, let's fill in some more details about his yeah. childhood. So let's Ted Bundy wasn't more. a Bundy. Ted Bundy, so he was an adopted boy. He was, Yeah, his uh, stepfather, Samuel, or Johnny Bundy, uh, adopted him <laughs> formally after he married his mother. But Bundy was, uh, for up until 1969, he was under the impression that his grandfather was actually his father okay and that his mother was his sister which is also the same set of circumstances that jack nicholson grew yeah. up in which is really like that's the truth and then th- we call I, that the old 50 switcheroo but i've yeah. pl- watched so many documentaries where like well we'll find out is that when he finds it out everyone's just like and that was what turned the switch to make a man into a killer and or like, an amazing actor so. you know well it was one of two switches but we'll get to that he's later. got a bunch of switches. so yeah. okay so <laughs> jack nicholson thought his grandfather was his father and his mother was his sister and he turned out to be one of the most successful actors of all time. Yeah, and finger banger extraordinaire. Yeah. Exceptionally good. And now it's all kind of weird with his old man fingers all well, he's punchy got those and stuff. Two inch wide knuckles now. Yeah. I don't know what happens to old men when you age, but your fingers just expand. Like I guess it's sort of like how your feet do. Yeah, my <laughs> grandfather's hands, meaty paws would be the only way I would uh, be able to get, describe yeah. those hands. Just riffling through while yeah. your your young mother's asleep and his big mm. meaty paws are in there grabbing at her fresh white mm. rump. You oh, know, yeah. making a bundy. Oh, making, making a, a little bundy. bundy. I'm, every time I have sex from now on, I'm going to say, let's make a bundy. <laughs> it also sounds like taking a huge dump, doesn't it? Let's go in there and make a nice little bundy. Well, Bundy uh, exhibited disturbing behaviors from a very young age. At the age of three, his aunt tells a story in which she awoke from a nap to find little Ted had placed a circle of knives around her, oh. and he was staring at her while giggling. Oh. Like she was a little pork roast or something. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Jinx. But no one said anything to me. When I was like four or five, I took all my sister's Barbies. Mm-hmm. I would remove the clothes from them, rip off the heads, and bury them with their feet sticking out of the uh, out of the dirt in the backyard. Oh, look at Henry's doing in Henry gardening. <laughs> just me, just like no fun? mirth in my face at all, just yeah. burying naked Barbie dolls. And I was just saying, hey, I'm just making, I'm making a fun garden, is what I said it to my mother. It does sound like a relatively fun garden. It sounds sort of uh, similar to that uh, great horror movie, Motel Hell, if you've ever seen that. You check in, but then you turn into the garden. They bury you, and then they eat you. That's a long tagline. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's a really long one. It was the whole whole VHS cover. Well, a psychiatrist who analyzed Ted's behavior as a child after interviews with friends and family, he said that he was, quote, not like other children. He looked and acted like them, but he was haunted by something else. He was more attractive. (laughs) Well, that was everyone who said that they they couldn't understand as he was growing up is that he was so, he was always cute as the fucking button, Mm. and everybody loved Mm. him, and he was great, but he was like a hollow child that couldn't make any friends. He was super shy, he stuttered, um, and he couldn't connect with anybody. 
anybody. And then you're saying even as a child, he kind of had a a predilection for this idea of that he was going to grow up to be super important. That's right. what he wanted. He wanted to be special. And that's yeah. the thing with a lot of these serial killers and a lot of politicians as well. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to say comedians. <laughs> no, we don't desire power or anything. We just want to spread joy and laughter to the world. Not a negative dark side uh, inside of us. Well, uh, the psychologist also said that something inhabited his mind with the subtlety of a cat. That will be important later with the yeah. theory that I have about how Ted su- Bundy. How subtle are cats? <laughs> cats can be subtle. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know how many times I'm sitting in bed just eating out of a jar of peanut butter mm-hmm. and a cat just kind of crawls into the window and starts licking on my balls. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> is subtle. How many times has it got to be this yeah. way? Well, you put the peanut butter on your balls and you call the cat over. I'm but sitting that's in a bucket okay. of tuna. You know, that's... <laughs> Half your fault, Henry. Half your fault. Well, Bundy, growing up when he was in high school, he said that he was very awkward with relationships. He didn't understand interpersonal relationships at all. But his classmates said that he was well-known and well-liked, a medium-sized fish in a large pond. But this is also when Bundy found his lifelong love of snow skiing. He loved snow skiing. He loved it. It It was his favorite thing to do in the entire world was snow skiing. All right. Well, that makes sense. I is suppose. that why he, he ended like up going to the University of Washington was to be up in the mountains? Because I know that he. I mean, that's where he stored all of his bodies. We find later on. Yeah. Over up on Mount Taylor. Interesting. Yeah. But then a psychologist reading a document, watching another documentary, and basically saying that it's like it's just a predilection of people that are born, like people that are born super good looking. They just kind of people don't like them. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what it is that they do, you're yeah. just gonna like them. They get a little, they get a little farther in life. They get, you know, oh, they yeah. get that they promotion. If you don't get, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, he uh, of course loved snow skiing, but in high school, this is also he was arrested twice on suspicion of burglary and auto theft. Uh, he was he used That's to fun. steal equipment and forge lift tickets. So he exhibits that uh, early behavior and lifelong behavior that a lot of serial killers have a petty theft. A lot of petty theft because it's just anything to give like a fuck you to the police or like show everybody how fucking clever you are. And right. It. But the one thing is, is, was there any examples of him killing cats there or like doing any animal mutilations? Not documented, no. And no pee-pee, no bed pee-pee. No, but he did not have the triad, as they call it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, tri- he, the triad of a uh, fight. And he didn't start fires either. So he didn't have, he's 0 for 3 on the tri- uh, serial killer triad. Well, I guess he was rebelling against his grandfather by not killing the cats and spinning them around by their tails, you <laughs> and know? And part of it, it's, 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 but again, it's a standard we we've heard this uh we've heard this theory before where he believed that he was going to grow up to be something important and then yeah. he wasn't necessarily very good at any specific well, thing. Well he could have if he would have just waited for a little while. He was doing relatively well with his, his life. His dick was too you know? ringing hard yeah, for him constantly. to do anything else. I mean he just wanted to fuck so many corpses. It's tough to focus on, That's the you know. thing is the corpse fucking. Literally <laughs> I on the same documentary a guy was just like if he had just spent a little less time focusing on mayhem and murder he yep. may have been a good politician. He yeah. would have been a great politician. <laughs> we'll get to that the corpse fucking later on. And then they would just give you corpses to fuck. I mean, that's the thing. Absolutely. The Kennedys have a whole freezer full of corpses. Thaw it out and fuck it. You're popping the fucking door open for the fucking reptilians to come through any that's one right. of 12 wild you another corpse. Yeah. So if you just let yourself get into the fucking Illuminati, Bundy, right. like you could have had all of the vicious shit, all they the kids you, you want to fuck, yep. all the blood you want to drink. It's just, it's in, it's in Burlingham Palace. What's the name of that fucking place? <laughs> we'll give it Burlingham Palace. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, I think Burning did, I think Man Palace. Burning Man Palace. That's a whole different kind of place. Uh, 
1967, he attended the University of Washington, where he met his first and only true love. Uh, we don't know her real name, but she's most commonly known as Stephanie Brooks. Stephanie Brooks, he had never loved a woman more in his entire life. But as she much had, as he could love somebody. As much as he could love someone. He became obsessed with her, which well, I think no, is I think that he definitely did love her. No, he loved the fact that she was rich and beautiful and powerful. Are you she telling came me from a that, political family. Well, yeah, but that's what, that's what love is, right? Love is a rational thing, and he looked at it, he, he added it all up, and he's like, that equals love. If you're a serial killer. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, but this is the thing about Bundy, and this is what... Uh, it's not just factors. It is factors. factors. Sometimes well, it's factors. Why, you don't fall in love with a homeless woman that's begging for change in the street. You don't just like meet her eyes. I mean, and be like, I, don't I know. just need uh, that woman. I've read some Reddit threads where people <laughs> did that. They were make-believe. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. How many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. 
very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. And make sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. No, but I, he does feel empathy, and that was the thing about Bundy. They, they, he actually has extreme empathy, and that's, but it just got perverted, so that's why he was able to come so hard when he was uh, hurting these women, because he's like, oh, I know you're in pain, and he enjoyed the fact that he knew that they were in pain. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, so I'm I mean, he could just, love. he's a sexual sadist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He could only come if women were screaming or dead. Yeah, which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> it's pretty opposite things, aren't they? So this starts at this woman. She dumps him. Of course, she doesn't. She yeah. doesn't. Refer, she says he's not quote husband material. <laughs> so she dumps well, him because, because it's the same thing. Kind of. A, I mean, at this time, he's kind of a fuck up. He doesn't really go to class. He's not ambitious. He doesn't have any direction. At because this time, he's kind he, of a fuck up. Because when he got to college, he discovered that he's like, oh, I'm good looking. He kind of got his fucking you know his groove back. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Stella would have. You know? Sure. And so he got his he got his fucking groove. He figured that I could you know I can flirt with. I could do with the stuff, and he's like, I get a lot of chicks if I act like you know I'm like super politically active and all yeah. this stuff. But then you find out that you get remotely past a 15 minute conversation with this young Cary Grant, you find out that he doesn't believe in a goddamn thing. He doesn't I mean, care. it's the exact same. It's the it's the equivalent of someone going to college, finding out that uh, half you know, the Occupy nerve, movement, half the Occupy <laughs> movement, find, finding out that people really enjoy Kurt Cobain buying a guitar and sort of learned, learning how to. Uh, you know, play penaroyalty. Yeah, who, you know? why is there male goths? Right. No, no one, like, it's, no one's For, wearing those platforms. Exactly. Boots. For six months, the girl's like, wow, I think he might make it as a musician. And then she realizes he's all bullshit and he's going to be a total failure. And then she qualifies that by saying, oh, he's not husband material. <laughs> when in reality, no, it's because his dick is probably too small and you don't think he's going to make any well, money. I promise he can't fuck you unless you're screaming, unless he's choking you. Yeah. And you have to be, pretend like you're dying. Well, you just got to find the right lady. Well, in uh, the, after this, he begins, this I find fascinating. Fascinating. He begins a six-year-long game yes. with this woman. Uh, but in the middle of that, in 1971, he starts working, and this is a fascinating uh, detail with Bundy, he starts working at Seattle's Suicide Hotline Crisis Center. Yes. Because he loves to hear people in pain. He does. And then a part this of This is his also, phone sex. But it's also the, I feel like there's something to the psychopath that loves this idea of I, um, I'm doing something that makes me feel altruistic, it makes me right. look altruistic. So then it's it's almost be like, no, but I spent so many years working at the suicide hotline. Can I just say right. that's like, exactly what people did when they voted for Bill de Blasio. Can I just say that? Okay, thank okay, you. I'm no, done with you it. can't. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Anyway, continue on. God, just kill it's podcast killing material. <laughs> um, all right, so this is a this is a audio clip from Ann Rule. 
Yes. Who was a famous crime author that ended up actually was working next, their fucking desk to desk with Ted Bundy yeah. while he was working the the uh, call center at the hey, crisis uh, center. Ted, I think you're actually driving people to kill themselves. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought that's what this was uh, all about. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing, yeah. All right, here's the clip. <laughs> Anne Rule, now a best-selling author, was a volunteer at the crisis clinic, a suicide helpline, when she met the attractive, charismatic young Bundy. Ted and I would work as a team. Ted was wonderful on the phone. He was sounded caring. Uh, he was interested in people. I can I can still picture him hunched over the desk with a phone to his head. Kind of making the aim. And many times um, we saved lives, which seems very erotic to me now. Except Did you say erotic? Erotic. But I got the the sweet Ted, and who would walk me out to my car at two in the morning when my shift was over. And he'd say, Ann, please lock the doors. I don't want anything bad to happen to you on the way home. Well, I'd just been locked up with probably the most dangerous man in, in the western states. Never had a clue. Yeah, I mean, then he the big tell is that when you lock the door, then he pulls on the door. He's like, see, you can't, can't even get it. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. Even, come on, can't even get it. You know, it's like, oh, fuck that. Fuck, fuck. I mean, I don't know what this is. like, Ted... Ted gets so excited about my safety. Yeah, yeah. He always makes sure the doors are really, really locked. <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah, fuck her, yeah. Um, oh, I would assume just by God. the voice of this lady, she's a bit elderly and not necessarily the most elderly. attractive. Well, I mean, she's pretty elderly. I think back in the day she was attractive. But the thing about Bundy, never killed anyone he knew. This he was, was, he was a stranger killer. He was a stranger killer. And the other thing is, too, is that I don't think she was that attractive when she was younger or she would have been on the list because every single one of Ted Bundy's 35 victims or supposed victims, they're all stinky hot. Yeah, and, and they were all blonde, they? Not only no. that, but the big detail is hair parted right down the middle. Brunette. Hair parted down the middle, just like his ex girlfriend. Yeah. He is right now in the middle of a six year long game to get her back. This is the time he re enrolls in a uh, University of, of Washington. Uh, he starts becoming a psychology major, which he uses those skills later on. He literally went and got the training it took to fool people better. Yeah. This you, is this is Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah. This is Michael Jordan. <laughs> can't it's jump practice. from the fucking. He can't jump from the free throw line anymore. So he's got to get that fucking fadeaway. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's also in this time in 1972 when he first gets involved in politics. And really, this is his only involvement in politics. But he did it specifically to, as a part of the long game. Yeah, as a I part mean, of the yeah. long game. He becomes yeah. involved in uh, Governor Dan Evans' re-election campaign. He posed as a college student. He shadowed the uh, opponent of the governor he, and just so he could get uh, the stump speeches. So he, could, he would sit there, he would write down notes, he would analyze them, and he would take them back to Davis and say... This is how you beat the guy. Davis, he described Bundy as, quote, smart, aggressive, and a believer in the system. Oh, absolutely. That's perfect. <laughs> like John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy was also involved in politics. And like, uh, I mean, like John Mr. Wayne Berkowitz. heavily involved in politics. And uh, like Mr. So Berkowitz with the, uh, you know, obviously the son of, son of him with the hair fetish. Uh, he, uh, the long brown hair. He only, it's kind of, yeah. but that's also like the, the, what thing. The thing that helps with that is in the nineteen seventies, every, everybody had the same fucking hairstyle. Yeah, it was like it was my mom. My mom was dealing with that during the Son of Sam uh, terror raid in Queens because right, she, she had, had the cut long her brown hair. hair. Right? Yeah, they had to hide your hair. People, yeah. girls were putting their hair up in hats and shit like that. Yeah, but the. His predilection, well, basically, because what happens after she dumped him, it f flew him into, that's when he went back home. Yeah. As I said, after they, she dumped him, he went back home, he looked through the records, found out the, the truth about his family history, and he said that's where it switched. But then there's also a 
a rape murder that's pinned to him that happened during this time period. Oh, yeah. Which was, I, I forget her name. Uh, it was, uh, let's see here, in Seattle in 1971. I don't know exactly what her but name is. But he found her. I'll uh, tell you, that should be. And it's that... also, and he also, well, he his uh, original, like, when they interviewed him, he told people some conflicting things about when his first murder was. Sometimes, uh, he told uh, some uh, some investigators his first kidnapping was in 1969. Because there was Jersey. a 12-year-old girl, too, that it was also pinned on him at that time. Yeah, I feel like eight-year-old girl. So he went home. He was 15. He we'll went home and he found out all these things about his family. That needs to be an Ancestry.com commercial, right? <laughs> and then I got the leaf. My grandfather... My father was my grandfather. So my he, sister was my mother. At this time, he goes to law school. He finally gets back in touch with the girl. He starts romancing her once again. Mm-hmm. He uh, eventually convinces her to marry him. He, they get engaged, and then he just com- cuts off all contact. As soon as she just, says yes. As soon that as she it. says the game's just done. cuts off contact, and she finally gets a hold of him and says, like, what the fuck happened? And he just said... Stephanie, I have no idea what you mean. And then hung up on her and never talked to her again. And yeah. that is when the killing starts. Cold as ice. Oh. And it's like, it's, uh, then here, this was in 1974. It was a woman named Karen Sparks that was found during this time period who was sexually assaulted. And then um, she was raped, murdered with a pipe, and then raped with the pipe. No, Karen Sparks survived. Was that the survivor one? That I'm was, the, that was the survivor. The uh, The first one that he killed was Linda Healy, who, by the way, was a ski forecaster for Northwest Ski Reports. Oh, so they probably had a lot to talk like about. Coke dealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like a Coke dealer. Yeah, Karen Sparks, so uh, he was... she had been beaten with a metal rod broken from the bed frame, uh, and then when they pulled the covers back on her body, they were horrified to find the rod had been brutally jammed into her vagina. He also yeah. used a speculum on her. If you yeah. don't know what a speculum is, it is... You're device. not a lady. It's you're a very, not a lady. Yeah. yeah. If you're a man, a speculum is a device that they use to pry open your body cavities. So this Healy woman, she was a forecaster for uh, skiing. So that means the conversation was it was just about skiing. No, he probably and then just he abducted her. her. Maybe, or I don't know exactly when his game started. His game, his early game was all. Breaking and entering. He would break into a woman's house. Yeah. He would viciously assault her. With Linda and Healy, that's with Sparks, he, she, he just left her there. That was the only time he did that. After that, it would be a kidnapping situation. Like, they mm-hmm. went uh, after uh, Linda didn't show up to work. The police went and they pulled back her bed covers. They found a heavily stained uh, uh, pillowcase stained with blood, blood-soaked sheets. Uh, the clothes that she wore that day were missing. They didn't find her body until... A few years later, when they found Ted's little graveyard up on Mount Taylor. This Healy gal, she should have just started yelling things about herself and seeing if any of them hit. Like, you know, I forecast for skiing. I love to ski. And then maybe be like, well, isn't that something? I love to ski. So if you're getting attacked by a killer, just throw some ideas out there. Just see if something sticks. Likes and dislikes. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I love Game of Thrones. I don't like sesame seeds. You know, isn't that something? I'm allergic to sesame seeds, and I love Mr. Dinklage acting. Mr. Dinklage. I'm going to let you live. I'll stop biting your clit off. Now. All right, get on out of here. You know, the funniest oh, thing, I was going to jam this rod India. I was. I was going to do that. Well, there are more anyway. similarities in the disappearances besides just the long hair. Uh, most of them took place at night, all of them except for two. Usually it was near ongoing construction work, which is weird. That is really strange. I guess the, really uh, the noise would muffle were, out any sounds of screaming. Most of them were, th- were within a week of midterms or final exams, so women are very distracted. 
because uh, they were almost all college students. They're distracted. They're uh, they're stressed super out. Super hot, super nice because he yeah, played on everyone's. Because nice. then yeah. that's where he learned the the best way to get somebody is to you play on their altruism. And then again, it almost gives you a little bit of satisfaction when he would put on you know he'd put on his caster mm-hmm. his cast and he would take his crutches and basically he would he had a VW bug and he would ask girls just randomly just like hey um can you actually help me get some stuff off the top right. of my car into my into my uh, trunk. And then they go like, oh, sure, yeah, man. And then he'd go back there, and he'd have his hammer put up, hammer or pipe. He had a hammer, a pipe, and a crowbar. A, it was a a, pi- it was a a crowbar, a pipe, and a crescent wrench that he had made uh, with a an actual handle. He not a candlestick, though, for, huh? No, can- no, no, no candlestick. No Okay, interesting. No, he's not Colonel Mustard. He's not. Okay, <laughs> no, it wasn't Colonel not. Mustard in this the sidewalk of the this FSU. Is based on. This okay. is not included. Oh, okay, I thought yeah, it was. It's um, all blunt trauma and strangulation. Interesting. He never used a gun because he was meticulous. About his crime scenes. I mean, it, there were never any fingerprints found, and in fact, the yeah. forensic evidence linking Ted Bundy is fairly flimsy. Just testicle prints, just nut prints, <laughs> which is really bizarre. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, at the very least, I guess if you have to die at any point in your life, uh, two weeks before finals isn't that bad. You don't have to study, you know. And I, I, I was very suicidal. Dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many times did you utter that when you were at university and you had to take a test? You're like, I would rather be dead than study for this math test. Yeah. And then you know. Sometimes you run into a dream maker. Well, another thing about him is that he his appearance was extremely. He was a good looking guy, but they were very generic features. Yes, and he could well, he change. Also would change I mean, he his right. look. He would change his look very. Like he would change hairstyles. He would change facial hair. The only distinguishing mark that he had was a mole on his neck, but he would hide that because he usually wore turtlenecks or sweaters. The turtleneck that's also killer. The style, the, the, uh, style of the time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the style of time, all the women that he killed were all wearing either pants or slacks at the time of their disappearance. I believe Which is why if, if, if you ever hear news of a killer dressed as a mummy, it may or may not be <laughs> Henry right. Zabrowski. Oh, the mummy killer. The, you want to be the mummy killer. <laughs> just dressed all in, just covered in toilet paper. Uh, can you help me back to my sarcophagus? So Charmin baby? would be to blame. Charmin toilet paper to be blamed for this. Uh, it's for just you Charmin killing. fatty killer. No, I wanted to be the mummy killer. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to go Charmin fatty killer. You've actually been branded. I mean, so L.L. Bean sort of aided and contributed. I would Eddie say Bauer, so. L.L. Yeah. Bean. Class all those action other... lawsuit. Yeah. Fan. I'm Leslie going... Lacey Bean. Yeah. Is that what the L.L. stands I don't for? No, could be. Lucky Lady Bean. Not in this situation, but yeah, maybe. Lazy Larry Bean. <laughs> Lazy Larry Bean is that's a that's a whole different member of the Bean family. Well, at, what he would do is that he would uh, most of the except for Sparks, he would kidnap the women, take them to a secondary site. Uh, most of the murders were fairly quick. That he would kill them fairly pop, quickly. Pop. There was only one uh, victim that they uh, found. Like after they did some forensic evidence, she survived. For about six days after the initial, and she killing. was just hanging out in the woods for those six days. He chained her to woods. a tree, right? It yeah. was like the thing he like handcuffed her to a thing out there, Real and then he brought up. the other girl out there. Well, he killed one girl in front of the other one. That was the in only Sassamass. time. That was the only yeah in Sassamass. That was the only time that he did a kidnapping during the day. This was some bold shit. Well, this is when he began. His he got so fucking full of himself. He thought he was invisible. He thought he could do whatever right. he wanted. He he was cleverer than anybody else. Well, a white guy dressed believed, in LL Bean clothes in Florida is invisible. He believed this well, is in Florida. This is in Seattle. No, this is oh, this is Seattle. Long okay, Florida. Now he believed that the American condition was being. And he said invisible to everyone but yourself. 
So he really interesting. That was his idea of being an American. Like that's what he thought it was all about. That everyone was anonymous because he couldn't. He was a sociopath, and that was his right. Republican side as well. He was a young Republican. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also he was an extreme alcoholic. He was fucking wasted for every single one of his abductions. He said that while he was on the prowl, he was extremely drunk in order to significantly diminish his inhibitions and to sedate the dominant personality that he feared might prevent his oh, inner entity from acting on his impulses. Here's another thing about that, because I'm building up to something here, man. He said, <laughs> an, an official in Tallahassee who was guarding him, he said at one point, quote, he became weird on me. He did a metamorphosis, a body and facial change, and he felt that there was almost an odor emitting from him. As we know from our possession episode. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're going down the I, hole here, people. I believe that Ted Bundy was a perfectly possessed human being being controlled by a demon walking the earth. Or he was a part of the MK Ultra <laughs> original, like, blueprint people. They put yeah. him out there. They made him. Possible. In order to create the serial killer phenomena, in order to create just enough fear in America that people will start being like, oh, we got to take our weapons and our guns away because serial killers are getting them. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the government can make a fucking military order and make a whole place. And we got, what's it called? What's it called doing it? I don't know. That's stupid. A fascist utopia, a dystopian society, <laughs> that's just an dumb. Orwellian universe. It's, that's fucking stupid, Henry. It's obviously demons. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I just think we need to get rid of all crutches, you know, because they're obviously leading to the murder of a bunch of but a the, bunch of ladies. The thing is, Ted Bundy got so much press coverage. Well, like we'll talk, we're going to cover the second half of the next episode. Yeah. But right. the, but when he was going through his trial period, he was he loved it. Lots of bullshit. Yes, he yeah. was. He's a bullshit master. I mean, where he is. I would just. I mean. I just like the idea of him, uh, of him trashed, wasted, having a girl in the uh, in the car. And she's, like, she's like, "Are you a little drunk? Are you drunk?" And like, "I'm not fucking drunk. Let's just play a little song." <laughs> Sexy boy, just like trash, <laughs> drunk. Oh my god! If you if you do happen to be drinking and driving this week, just accidentally, just play "Sexy Boy." Yeah, You'll play get home Sexy fine. Boy, yeah, like pump That's, it out to the street. Be, it's the best drinking and driving song I've ever heard. But of. his day, his day when he was doing the day abductions, yeah. yes. he was just ripping through people. He was asking like ten people on the beach the uh, one the he asked four women what he was telling them is that he was trying to he had a cast on he had a cast so funny he was dressed in a white tennis uniform and he was telling them that he had a sailboat attached to his uh vw bug out there and he needed help getting his sailboat off he asked four women before Mm -hmm. one finally went to help him she just stupid stupid girl just stupid nice woman she disappeared into the woods he came he chained her up to a, a tree he came back Got another woman. He abducted her when she she went to the bathroom. Never came back. Think, he took her. That guy. I mean, okay. between Ted Bundy and Johnny Knoxville in the movie Bad Grandpa, never help anybody. <laughs> never. It's a hidden camera show, or it's a serial never killer. Help anybody, boy. And, um, and, and during this time, boy, this is a this is a great one right here. Uh, Bundy was working at the Washington State Department of Emergency Services. Another sort of yep, tragic a type ag- thing, yeah. agency that was involved in uh, the search for missing women. And so they started reporting. It was like women were going missing. It was like six women in a month. Went and Bundy's missing. just nailing it, getting a raise, climbing the corporate Absolutely, ladder. Absolutely, because yeah. he's like he's like doing like the Peter Parker Spider Man thing. So right. like, you know what I think is. A, 
he maybe be using like a wrench type thing. They're like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think I know where Spider Man's going to be tomorrow. But the thing is, is that he kept, but it, he was ending up on a shorter and shorter list during this time period where mm-hmm. people, because people were like, a man in a cast, man crutches, man pretending to be a police officer. Handsome he always would introduce yeah. himself as Ted. As an officer, he was a Officer Ted Roseland. Mm-hmm. I mean, for how creative he was when. Uh, you know, to get these women with these sort of different, like, act-outs and different characters who would play, come you would think he would change his name. I yeah. come up with 90 names an episode. Yeah, yeah. why not? You know, just you come know? up with a name. Just There's say Johnny. A bunch of them, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's his Johnny Bundy. That's his My name is Bron- Bronky. Bronky Bundy. Bronky uh, Bundy. Sorry, I still use Bundy. Oh, okay. Uh, my name is uh, Egg Sandwich. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, like, you know, just make up names. Just yeah. Make up names. My I don't think you G- want... G- Geralt. Geralt. <laughs> Geralt. That's not a name. It's Harold with a G. So you're telling me you have a sailboat somewhere? <laughs> my name... Oh, yes. My name is Leslie Howard Geralt. Nine A's in there. Can you come help me get my canoe off of my... I have two canoes. You have two canoes. <laughs> two canoes are tied to a uh, fire hydrant. I'm, I just... I We're just not even close to a, no, 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 any no, no, sort no. of water or any sort... You can come with me. I got like nine pelicans. Just come Pelic. with me. Pelican. My name is Leslie Mar- Marin. Leslie Marin. Marin. Ronaldson. I knew... Oh, Oh, I knew yeah. a Ronaldson. Did I say, give, I say a name to you already? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to help you out just because I feel like I'm in a giving mood. Yeah, let's come over here. And that's not the only Look day. Look at the tire, bitch. <laughs> Look at this tire. Look at the tire. Yeah, that's, mm, nice tire. And then I'm dead. Yeah, that's not the only day that he... Um, lots Why of do times I always have to play the women through... characters, but I don't change my voice? Isn't that nice? Very masculine women on the show. Uh, he would go through multiple women a night before he would find someone to actually go with him. There was uh, yeah. two women in the same night that uh, reported seeing a man in a VW bug with a, a cast asking them to help him. That And that night, he ended up killing George Ann Hawkins, and that was reported to be his first victim of necrophilia. You see, okay. that was the thing. So he would take bodies up to his, like, this like woodsy place up in Seattle and you leave the bodies. But then right. what was really fascinating about him is that he then turned, he changed serial killer types like somewhere in the yes, middle of did. this where it's like he went from just being sort of like what we were talking about before which is like process and result killers which is like result killers are, you know, the whole thing is that the kill is the rush and then you leave the kill makes you nut your pants. And the other one's like yeah. process killer which is you know you you make the baby your marionette you make the the corpse your a marionette and you play with its nipples for a couple hours yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so sure. it's like he went from one to the other it's like a it's like a Deion Sanders yeah yeah he was sort of a Bo Jackson type he was <laughs> he doing switched two over to the other team yeah, once again like Michael Jordan. Like yeah. Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, yeah but, you know, but Bundy, Bundy was, was good, good at both. At both. But that yeah. was a- <laughs> Another jinx. I think we've been hanging out too long. We've been hanging out far, far, far too long. But then long. he started taking makeup up to the corpses and putting makeup on the corpses and playing with them and going like, mm, I love you, Ted. Shut up. You don't love any. You don't love me. Nobody loves me. A mortuary would have been. I love you. I love you. You yeah. would even shampoo their hair. Well, that's good. <laughs> that, that needs to be a... Uh, uh, yeah, head and shoulders commercial. Can we play? And so we have a. Um, so we have here is a clip from the movie Ted Bundy made in two thousand two. Yes. Which I I'm one of those. Like we're like Kissel. I think Kissel and I's movie taste is like different. I think you like you can like any type of horror movie. Like you even like bad ones and you like good ones. Where it's like me serial killer movies. Yeah. I will watch any serial killer movie. So I don't know if this is a good movie or not. This it's, one's okay. But it's a lot of fun. It's the a- guy playing Ted Bundy is pretty great. All right. So and here- so here's a clip of... But it's weird. He's, of- he's uglier than Ted Bundy, the guy playing Ted Bundy. At the same time, Ted Bundy was just kind of rugged. It's like yeah. it's like the same... It's like, I don't... It's it's a reason why I'll never be attracted to a man, because the idea of, like, stubble 
right? Uh, yeah. Like it's the whole like scratching up and down my belly, like sucking uh, on my belly button. Boy. It's yeah. just really horrifying to me. Just Ted Bundy was yeah. not like hand, he wasn't like Jared Leto handsome. He was just kind of no. rugged, handsome, handsome. Yeah. Um, generically handsome. Real quick though, how many so he killed four before he started he having killed sex? Six. Six yeah. before the necrophilia. Yeah, yeah. now so the seventh well, was six necrophilia. That we know of. Right. I mean, there are because so then many they said the, Again, we were saying he around. may have killed someone who was 14. He may have killed someone during the time period that he was uh, getting, after he just got broken up with. Right. That yeah, is Brooke interesting. Shields, whatever her name is. Uh, All right. So let's hear a, a bit of a, a clip. A bit of Ted Bundy's philosophy. Yeah. I just want you to listen to me. Pay me a little bit of attention. See, girls like you, they don't pay attention to guys like me. Guys who don't come from good families. I mean, you got laid they don't go to top schools or drive fancy cars. Shut up and listen! I usually not. God! Don't get me wrong, I'm not some share the wealth type of pinko creep or something. Don't do this to me. In fact, I'm a Republican. I've worked on a number <laughs> oh, of Oh, okay, everything's fine then. One day, I'm going to be governor. I'm going to believe it to you. How many times do you think Mitt Romney gave this speech? Oh, so many times. But it was like to his, like, to tag. Maybe I'm not so important out there. But here I'm in charge. He's cowering in the kitchen. Here I'm in control. Because this is the court of Ted. What I say here is law. You get the picture? Mm, good act out, Ted. That's the scariest thing is <laughs> that, when someone's like making fun of like you when you're crying. When yeah, that's the, the worst. Oh, 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 you crying? You crying? You crying? I'm gonna kill you. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Oh, God, it great. is funny though with the Mitt Romney thing. <laughs> yeah. just like shouting that at like it, that I'm, like the. I'm gonna be governor. <laughs> I'm not one of those pinko spread the wealth types. Oh. I'm a Republican. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. I didn't know if it was because of your crew cut or your secret underwear or is he poking out of your cutoffs. Well, you hear at this fucking truck stop, you secret homosexual. Can't get the secret underwear off to fuck his corpse. <laughs> God damn it. So George Ann Hawkins, the first victim of necrophilia, she was not the first woman to be dumped on Taylor Mountain outside of Issaquah, Washington. That's where a couple of hikers ran across what can be only described as a skull graveyard. Yeah. This okay. is where this that's where Ted dumped a lot of you his You say bodies. skull graveyard, I say skull playground. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like a bocce ball type scenario cuz that's yeah. what he was doing he's just like, "Oh, well, you know, it's all in the wrist," he kept saying. <laughs> you know. <laughs> For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? 
I didn't. Thanks, Babel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real. But Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O C-O. And this is also around the time after there were a lot of people that saw him talking to those women at the uh, lake that day when he abducted two women in the same day. So they started to form a composite sketch of this guy Four people. And they also said like there was a, uh, you know, they said the sketch, the Volkswagen, four people recognized the profile, the sketch, the car. They reported Ted Bundy as a suspect, but detectives, they were receiving about 200 tips a day. Yeah. They said there's no way that a clean cut law student with no adult record could ever commit well, is he Is he like a this. pinko spread the wealth type? <laughs> Oh, you say no, he's, a, he's Republican. a Republican. Oh, no, no, no. It's not possible. <laughs> so after this, this is when Ted Buddy moves to Utah. And in another connection to Mitt Romney, he was actually baptized into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Wow. Well, he'll do anything to get ahead. He they're, will. They're the biggest connections that the Mormons have. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you get your own planet when you die. By the way, uh, when Ted Bundy became a Mormon, they still weren't letting blacks in. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to point that out. And then after Ted Bundy, after he gets baptized, he actually tries to de-escalate. He kidnaps this girl named Nan- Nancy Wilcox, and he's trying to de-escalate. So he says, like, all right, I'm going to take her out, I'm going to rape her, and then I'm going to release her. Yeah, it's oh, so, so nice. nice. Yeah. So nice. Uh, but then he ends up strangling her. And, and then, of course, having sex with the corpse. Yeah, I did everything again. Yeah, and this, and so now what happens is his first big mistake. He kidnaps this girl. Her name is Carol Durant. She's the one that... Oh, and she's, man, she's smoking hot. She's smoking fucking hot, man. Yeah. He uh, approaches her at a Walden Books in This is the, the Officer mall. Roseland. Uh, this is Officer Roseland. This woman is not very smart. This woman is a fucking idiot. Because he comes up to her and he says, Hi, ma'am, uh, someone hit your car in the parking lot. Could you please come with me? Uh, and she goes, okay, let's go. Yeah, not even like, how do you know it's my car? Or no. like, what are you even right. talking about? No. But that's just the... But you just assume. That's authority. That's the yeah. power of authority. That's as soon as you dress up, thing. like you dress in a police officer's uniform, you're totally right. yeah. invulnerable. People will believe you for a second. Not like I've ever done it. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm never dressing up as a fucking, you know, police officer and just like went to people's homes and just like look through their stuff and took their weed, you know. So you <laughs> have done it. No, no. You have stolen weed. I said weed. I didn't do it. Oh, you said you didn't I said do it. I didn't. Oh, okay. I never dress up as a police officer officer and you know went into the train conductor on the subway and told them that I need to drive the train I'm commandeering the train and then right. just take the train up and down the tracks like at irresponsible So you speeds. weren't the guy two years ago that went to the train conductor and told me he was a police officer and commandeered the train I and drove it all never around? never did that. You didn't do that but somebody did do that but it wasn't you. Not me. Interesting. You know I don't have it in my bag right now my, co- my costume. So you do? No. <laughs> okay. I don't have it right now. Okay. Interesting. It's not in the cleaners because it's all covered with human gore. No. Well, you know what? <laughs> that I think Henry might actually be the last person we cover on this. Uh, 
Wouldn't that be the ultimate irony? Show. Yeah. Like oh. a very last person. The last, ever. last podcast episode ever is just me and Marcus talking about Henry Zabrowski <laughs> as the worst serial killer in American history. And then we're like, show's not as good without his act out. I mean, he and, was so uh, funny, you know, back in the day. But uh, Man, he just killed a lot of people. Perfect and- killer. Isn't that weird? The fake cop, fat killer. The fake cop, fat killer. Why do they keep putting fat on my serial killer name? <laughs> so uh, this girl, Carol Durant, she got in a Bundy's car, and they started driving. They, they drove off. She noticed that they're going in the opposite direction of the uh, police station. So she says, what are you doing? Where are you going? He pulls over to the side of the road. He tries handcuffing her. She fights back. He actually, He does get both handcuffs on, mm-hmm. but he somehow manages to put them both on the same arm. Goofy. She gets, she gets out of the car. Put he that gets on the blooper reel. She mm-hmm. kicks him in the nuts. Runs off, gets away from him. Ted is not deterred. Later that night, he goes and picks up this girl, Deborah Kent, after a theater production at the local high school about 19 miles away. He picks her up, but what does he leave behind in the parking lot? The key to his handcuffs. Oh, so stupid. So Very interesting. That, that's, it's just like he said, uh, that famous quote that he had, you know, killing someone yeah. is, yeah, it's like the it's like changing a tire. The first time you're nervous, and then the 30th time you can't remember where you put the the tire iron. Oh, my nuts. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a shitty night for that poor girl who had to go see the high school performance of Les Mis. And then get raped and murdered. Yeah. Oh that's my God. not good. I and love that Joseph in the Technicolor whatever coat. <laughs> and then boom. And this is, and this is what leads to his eventual arrest uh for kidnapping is that he uh was stopped by the Utah Highway Patrol. Uh they found in his uh they looked in his car, they noticed the front passenger seat was missing. Uh, and then they yeah, found, and then he had a fucking full rape kit. They, they found a ski mask, yeah. another mask fashioned from pantyhose, a crowbar, handcuffs, trash bags, a coil of rope, an ice pick, and other items initially assumed to be so, uh, full so of So, Mr. Bundy, what is it that you say you do again? I am a performance artist, oh, and I do a okay. thing called Rape a Girl, Kill a Girl. It's a little show I do. Let me show you. Rape a Girl, Kill a Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, help me, help me. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm going to let you I'm... go because that was a hell of a performance. Thank you. <laughs> Were you over there at the high school tonight? You can they see me play tonight open. at the People's Improv Theater. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they got a search warrant. The uh, Utah police, they got a search warrant for Bundy's apartment. They found a guide to Colorado ski resorts with a check mark by the Wildwood Inn, which the Wildwood Inn is where he committed one of his murders. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the actual murder that he was about to be charged with, a brochure advertising the uh, Viewmont High School play in which he kidnapped his... <laughs> Second victim. He uh, kept the brochure. Was, he kept the I mean, brochure. Just throw the brochure out. But all of this is still circumstantial evidence. This right. can't, you know, they can't arrest him for this just yet. But Bundy says that they missed in his uh, utility room. They missed a stack of Polaroids of all of his victims up until then. But then again, uh, the, that's what they said again is that there's so many lies he's told. There's yeah, so many things he said is that he, he could right. have been bragging about it and never had it. Yeah, yeah. You you never know. So finally, so they arrest him. They bring in Carol DeRoach for uh, a photo lineup because they do end up. But through the descriptions, they end up matching the key to the uh, handcuffs. He, uh, they bring in Carol DeRoach. She gives them. Uh, she picks him out of a lineup. Uh, the other witnesses pick him out of a lineup. They found strands of hair that matched uh, both Melissa Smith and Carol DeRoach. Melissa Smith was the girl that mi- went missing that day. And they also found hair matching Karen Campbell. They also looked at Karen Campbell's body and they fa- they looked at, there was very distinctive marks <clears throat> in her skull. Grooves in her head. Grooves. Yeah. And it matched the uh, crowbar mm. that was in Bundy's uh, 
trunk. So he got charged and convicted for kidnapping of Carol Durant, sentenced to one to fifteen years, and one was, to fifteen years, one to yep. fifteen years for kidnapping. And he was extradited to Colorado, where he was being charged with the murder of Karen Campbell. And this is when he gets tricky. This is when he becomes super, super slippery, and uh, you just can't get a hold of old Ted. Well, should we do that for part two? <laughs> we're no, gonna, we're just going to cover this part real quick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, uh, because there's so much more after this. Because yeah, then that's you got the his, thing. you know, his I mean, Sergeant Pepper second act. After this. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, yeah. But he, this is, and then they were saying his the people he worked for at the crisis center threw such a fucking fit about what happened uh, when he got like basically accused of this crime. They were like, he didn't do it. They put together a whole fund. Like they right. wrote, they raised like tens of thousands of dollars for his like legal fees. It was pretty intense. Yeah, one to fifteen years. Yeah, for you kidnapping. can get it. It's a perfect example. It was like John Wayne Gacy was arrested before. They let him out right. because he was a model prisoner. They, there was a bunch of people yeah. that, had been, that were arrested. Well, let's yeah, be honest. Gacy Ted Bundy's a model prisoner. Yeah. Gacy was a little, maybe a plus-size model. Blue ice. Prisoner. He's got that beautiful stare. Mm, yes. So, gnashing teeth. So Bundy, of course, not the man to be held down. <laughs> he decides once he, I mean, he has a, a public defender for, for I God, believe what, the Ain't Gonna Hold yeah. Me Down was the number one song of that summer as well. <laughs> I can tell you he had a public defender down. for his kidnapping trial, but when he was extradited to Colorado for murder, that's when he decided to defend himself. Mm-hmm. And so he was in one day, he was in the law library. Which, uh, and he set it all up on purpose. Because he set he it all up. As soon as he's like, well, I have to read the, te- the law books then. And right. so because, number one, when you're defending yourself, you don't have to wear handcuffs or yep. any sort of restraints when you're in the courtroom. And then he's like, let me just go in the library. I'm going to do some research. Yeah. And he finds a window and jumps out of a second story. He jumps out. He twists his ankle. This guy is free. So he's actually injured for the first time. And he's like, why doesn't anybody help me anymore? (laughs) You know, you imagine the the one woman that actually helps Ted Bundy when he's truly hurt. He's like, thank you so much. That was really nice. So he's really nice of you. You know, normally I kill women who do this. Isn't that weird? You know, it's like crazy. Well, I'll see you. All right. Be seeing you later. So he's on the run for six days after this. They recapture him. He goes back to prison. And here's uh, the fucked up thing about it is that he was probably going to get off for the murder of uh, the murder he was because being charged there was, with. Because it was all just circumstantial evidence. Most of the and evidence he was, that was getting it. thrown out. And this is before yeah. DNA testing and all that yeah. stuff. So. He was absolutely killing it in court, but he decided he couldn't wait anymore. So he acquired a hacksaw blade from another inmate. He accumulated $500 in cash. And then uh, from women he was fucking outside yeah. of the jail because this is when it started where women were, they, their fascination with him was so deep that they were sending him money and sending him shit in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so during the evenings, while everyone else showered, he sawed a hole about one square foot in the corner of a cell ceiling. He lost 35 pounds until he was skinny enough to fit through. Well, like Christian Bale and the Machinist. Yeah. Yeah. And then the weeks followed, he did practice runs. Like at night, he would just do practice runs. One of the informants, he kept telling officers, he's like, he heard movement within the ceiling during the night, but the officers didn't believe him. Oh, yeah. They were just like, yeah, sure. Okay. So much fucking ignorance just like oh, these yeah. people yeah. have. And so on December 30th, most of the staff was on Christmas break. He had planned this out for months beforehand. Uh, he climbed up through the hole into the, ch- into the chief jailer's apartment which was empty because he was out with his girlfriend that night. He went to the chief jailer's closet. He changed into street clothes, and he walked right out the fucking front door. Amazing. And from there, he stole a car. He made his way to Chicago. Yeah. 
Saw some saw some blues, yep. you know, mm-hmm. had some deep dish. I love that deep dish yep. pizza. And he rolled yeah, out didn't... in a pina, pina colada machine to Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. Margaritaville and our next stop, Tallahassee, Florida. Now to my Tallahassee, Tallahassee. I can't wait. Down in FLA. Yeah, Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. Um, all and he right. bit some bustling or fucking hamburgers, that's for certain. Yes, and he I did. Do, and you will get kicked out of any Chi Omega house in, in Florida if you mention his name, which we learned the fun way. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Henry and the boys all went to uh, FSU. Yeah, because they had the Bundy Trail. That's, we'll talk about this ne- when the we Bundy, do this next yes. episode. Yeah. And this yeah. is really the uh, this is the most known stuff about uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah. You, it starts at FSU. Well, this is his final, like, you know, this is yeah. his, uh, what's it? Fifth Symphony? Cla- his Fifth Sympathy. Yeah. Symp- sympathies. Yeah. You know, this is his back yes. in black. This is his this right. fucking Yeah. He's doing yes. all his top tier fucking shit. Yeah. In this starry, second episode. Starry night. Brilliant. Um, all right. What are we doing now? Uh, now we're going to bring in uh, a so, listener. So what we've decided yes. to do is we're going to teach everyone here a lesson. Right. All right. All of our listeners, all of our lady listeners. Yes. We're bringing in a lady listener. We're going to throw some top-tier Ted Bundy game at her, and we're going to see if she says yes to any of the things he says. And if she says yes, she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> yeah, okay. so this is, these are the, this is this, the, the, the sort of stakes we're talking about here. Okay. All right, um, all right everybody, we want to welcome Nicolette to the show. Thanks for being here, Nicolette. Hi, no problem. All right, Nicolette, let's see uh, how strong... Don't you dare choose Bundy. Yes, how strong you are to resist the charm of one Mr. Ted Bundy. One thing I will say is, imagine in your head, don't think about us. You know what we look like. Don't even fucking try to think about what we actually look like, okay? Imagine, he's dark. Kind of bushy eyebrows, blue eyes, kind of a shark smile, kind of like, kind of like Marcus, a yeah. little bit like Marcus, a little bit of a charm, <laughs> better teeth than you Marcus, know, strong pecs. <laughs> I mean, my teeth are yellow, but otherwise they're fine. Well, there's some, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's got like one of those like collar. You can see his collarbones. No, you can't see his collar. Well, yes, but over his wonderfully uh, placed LL Bean turtleneck. Yes. Right, all right. So, you, all well right. fitted. So he's, he's a little handsome. He's a little handsome. He's a dreamboat. Uh, just a little. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll start off. Excuse me, Perfect. Miss. Miss, excuse yes. me. I, yes. I mean, I, I I'm so sorry to ask you, and I'm so sorry to bother you, but I'm, shit, I, I've got all these books, uh, and I mean, I got this cast here, and I'm just mm. having such a hard time taking. Do you think you could help me out? Oh just, yeah, let me help you out. You're dead. Oh, you're dead, Nicolette. You just got killed. You're a dead woman. You're a corpse. Oh my God, you're getting your hair shampooed in Mount Taylor. Right now, <laughs> post mortem sex coming your way. He's bludgeoned yeah, in he's the head. He's putting lipstick on your dead head right now. Oh my goodness! A Living... patch of grass. Not good. Okay, well, so you didn't pass test number one. Oh, okay. sorry. So again, so imagine you're on the streets of New York City and this just happens to you. Right. Right. Are you in the bathroom at work, by the way? <laughs> no, I'm in the hallway. Oh, okay. great, great, great. Um, all right. A man in a police officer's uniform approaches you. Mm-hmm. Ma'am? Ma'am? Yes? Ma'am, uh, did you park your car out here uh, this afternoon? Did you park your car out here? Uh, yeah. Ma'am, um, I believe that someone has uh, broken into your car. My name is Officer Roseland. Um, oh, no. Been here to look at the, just take a look at my veg. Just look at, look, look at my veg. Um, and just come with me. Uh, just so you know, uh, we just got to go uh, take you down to the station um, because we believe that we have the man that uh, was breaking into your car. You got to come with me. Okay, great. You gotta come with me, yeah. Come with me. Okay. Let's get in the car. So we're gonna. Show, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, close the door behind you. Yeah, 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 no, I'm a cop. Yeah, this is a cop car. This is only a cop car. 
Um, it's a cop car. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just my my VW Bug cop car. So we're just driving, you know. <laughs> so uh, how you doing today? It's some lovely long, dark brown hair you have. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I shampooed it today. Yeah, I can smell it. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Yeah, so we're just driving, you know. Hmm. Oh, that's that. That's that police station passing by, but that's fine. We'll just keep driving. Shouldn't we stop there? Pap, 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 pap. You're dead, Nicolette. You're, You're dead, dead again. What is wrong with you? Get it together. You've been killed twice now. I'm really bad at this. It's okay. It's okay. There's, he was good at this. He was very, very good. Yeah. He was very, very good. He is good. Uh-oh. Um, all right, so uh, let's just Here's do one last one for you. You know, I'm wobbling around. I'm on crutches, and I'm like, oh, my, my leg hurts. I hurt myself in a ski accident, right? And then I'm like, I see you, and I'm like, oh, hello, young lady. Hello, yes. Young lady, how are you? I could, I desperately need help getting my produce into this car here. Uh, can you help me out? You look really succulent today. I would just love to kill you and rave your corpse there. Just want to help me into the car, and I'll probably end up just hitting you in the head before you can even come close to saying no, so it doesn't even matter anyway. How are you? <laughs> I think I'm all right. That's but I think I have to go if you're going to talk to me like that. You live, Nicolette! Yeah. You live, Nicolette! Look at that! The problem is that you can't be so obvious. That's that right. you got to hide in plain yeah. sight. That's right. Yeah, you well, gotta be charming, like we, well, I was. Right, like I right. Was. Well, <laughs> come with me in a car. Come with me in a car. Come. So one out of two. That's not bad. That's fine. You did great, Nicolette. One and you two. Did great. So two out of three ain't bad. Well, this is what I will say though is again, Nicolette. This is the this is the lesson we've learned today. Never help anyone. Everyone is a potential murderer. All they want to do is play with your dead body. That's right. You know <laughs> that though, right? Don't talk to strangers. Don't get in strangers' cars. Don't That's talk right. with anybody in the subway. All he wants to do is turn you into a human puppet. What are you going to say the next time somebody says, oh, I need desperately need help with my books or my, my bags or whatever it is? What do you say to them? Fuck off. Exactly. Yeah! <laughs> All right. Saving lives. <laughs> Fuck off. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Nicolette. Thank you. We'll talk. talk to you guys soon. Okay, talk to you soon. Goodbye. Have a great show. Bye. That was great. We're saving lives. <laughs> we really are. We're, We're learning so much today. Yeah. Really powerful stuff. This is a great episode. I'm glad we could bring a stranger in there. Yeah. That yeah. Was really nice. She's not necessarily a stranger. No, I like Nicolette a lot. Yeah. She comes to the live show, which yeah. you should. Yeah. Yeah. Our next live show. In fact, our next live show is going to be a doozy. It's going to be on November 24th. Fourth, the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, correct? No, the Saturday before Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, so you come on down. I believe it's November 24th. It's the uh, last Saturday of the month. We want to get it right. We want to get it right. We definitely want to get this one right. You can can go to creeklic.com to see exactly when it is. It's Saturday, November 23rd. Come on out. Yeah, it's Saturday, November 23rd, because it's going to be a hell of a night, because at 8 o'clock downstairs, we're doing Roundtable of Gentlemen Live, and then 10 o'clock upstairs, we're doing Last Podcast on the Left Live, so it's going to be a full ass... And we're going to celebrate Native Americans. (laughs) That's right, as we always do, and... uh I, while I was Googling Ted Bundy lines, I found a whole page of Ted Bundy jokes. So this is kind of a funny one to leave on. Why did Ted Bundy want to become his own lawyer? Why? To file wrongful death suits, which is kind of fun. Well, you know what they say about a man who, uh, uh, you know what Abe Lincoln said about a man who uh, represents himself? What's that? He's got a fool for a client. Oh, no, he's going to escape and kill five women in Tallahassee. <laughs> oh, I heard that one, actually. I love that Lincoln joke. 
That's perfect. All right, everybody. Hail yourselves. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Hail, hail Satan. Hail, hail me. Hail Gein. Hail Gein. Magustalash. And how about this one? How about um, uh, Bon Voyage? Bon Voyage. Spaghetti. What is that? <laughs> that is no reference to spaghetti. Spaghetti. Bon Voyage. Spaghetti. There we go. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.